Well, I want to welcome all of our campuses. I want to welcome those on the South Shore, Gulf Coast, online. I particularly want to welcome every week all the men and women in the St. Tammany Parish Jail, as well as the Orleans Justice. And I want to welcome you guys to the fifth and final week of our series entitled Beyond. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are with us. So excited to have you guys. Well, we are in the fifth and the final week of a series entitled Beyond. And we've been talking, we've been talking the last five weeks uh, about this concept that God wants us to live a life, listen, not just a life of mediocrity, not just a life of just barely just kind of making it through the day, but a life of impact, a life where we actually fulfill the scripture where Paul writes to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 3.20. He says, my prayer is that we would quote, watch this, God would do in us far more abundantly, what's that word say? Beyond. Now, again, if you and I really believe this scripture, it should shift our thinking. If we really believe, again, if we believe that the Bible's inspired by God, which we do, we don't believe this is just a collection of good thoughts, but we believe this is God's word. God inspired. If we believe that, then we've got to believe that the Bible is putting, listen, an ex, building a framework of expectation in our hearts that God wants to do this exceedingly, abundantly beyond. In other words, wherever you are in your life, wherever your thinking is, wherever your prayer life is, the Bible says God wants for us to believe more. God wants us to pray bigger prayers. God wants us to stretch for more, believe for more. For more what? For more impact. For God to use our lives to make a difference. You know, it's interesting. I was really part of this series as well as I've shared the vision of the church. It's always good to go back and talk about what God wants to do in our lives personally. Remember this. Whenever I teach on the weekend, it's, it's always our lives individually, our families, but also collectively as a church family. So talking about the mission of the church, I believe in the same way. I don't believe that God wants to separate our individual life from our corporate life. I believe God wants to go beyond in our church. I believe that God wants us to believe for more of an impact, to reach more people for Christ, to see more. I get fired up when I see the video intro, by the way about people being baptized and, and their, their lives being surrendered to Christ. Man, that, that, that gets me fired up. I love the vision of the church found right out of the book of Matthew. It's very simple where, where, where Jesus is saying this. He says, my plan is for you to go. Go therefore. Matthew 28, go therefore. Go where? Go in every neighborhood. Go to your school place. Go, go to your workplace and do what? Go therefore and make disciples. Lead people to Christ. Make disciples, see their lives built in the kingdom of God, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And here's the deal, 19 years, 19 years we've been doing this. What's gonna happen 19 years from now? And 19 years from now, we're gonna be doing the same stuff. Seeing people come to Christ, being made disciples, raised up, their lives built as leaders in every sphere of society. How many of y'all believe it's God's will for us to impact every sphere of society? Do y'all believe that? That's what salt is. That's what light is. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Go salt the place up. It's pretty bland without you. Go light it up. It's pretty dark without you. 
So we as a church, we've got to believe for more impact, more souls coming in the kingdom of God, a greater impact. That's why we do what we do at Church of the King. That's why we're doing this campaign. That's why we're, 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 we're launching two campuses on the South Shore. That's why we're, we've bought the, the, the movie theater in Kenner and we're renovating that. By the way, amazing things are happening with that. We'll be closing on that next month, starting construction. We'll be in there next year at this time. Next year, it's incredible. 1,200 seats, a 900 seat, and an overflow 300 seat. Why, why are we doing that? Because God wants us not only individually, but as a church corporately to believe for beyond, beyond where we are. Listen, when growth stops, decay sets in. In your life personally, there's no neutral gear in the kingdom of God. I'm just going to kind of coast. No, no, no. You'll start atrophy. You'll go back. You, you'll go in reverse, man kingdom of God, there's a press. What? There's a press for us to grow. That's why the Bible says we go from 30-fold, 60-fold. No, notice, he goes 30-fold, 60-fold. What's the next one? Notice he doesn't go 30, 60. Oh, let's back it down to 45. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is God wants to expand our thinking, expand our believing, expand our lives. Why? He wants us to flourish wherever he's placed us, to bloom where we're planted make an impact as a church, to make an impact as families, to make an impact as individuals. One thing is you look back in this church, God has always increased us. Every time we've added, listen, by the way, here's a statement. Every time we've added a seat, God's always added a soul. When we started out at Harry Lemons, and then we bought the skating rink and then we bought, then we built out this building. Then we started camp. Every time, whether it's in Biloxi, every time we've added a seat, God's added a soul. But by the way, we've got to add the seat. In other words, we've got to work with God. God didn't just, here goes the thing. I just kind of just, no, God works through our lives. Where we pl plan and we pray and we believe God. Hey, here's what I know about God. Every time God's wanted to increase my life personally, God has started on the inside before he started on the outside. And the way that he increases us, he increases our believing, our thinking, our expectation. We get fired up. There's something on the inside. We start reading this word. We get built up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Then our faith starts growing. Our mindset starts. We, we start expanding. So here's the point. If you want to see expansion on the outside and impact, you've got to have expansion and impact right here and right here. You, you've got to believe it on the inside before it happens on the outside. And do you know that Jesus said a principle is very powerful? He, he was teaching one day, and of course, I loved how he would just take common things, you know, the seed, the sower, you know, he'd turn around, give me some seed, and he'd have a little seed, and, and he says, the word of God is like a seed. And he says, he'd go out planting, and, and one day he says, he, he talked about the power of expansion, and the power of change, and the power of growth. That's what I'm talking about today. How God wants to do miraculous things through our lives, but before he does miraculous things through our lives, he has to do miraculous things in our lives. There's got to be a transformation, a change, an expansion. So here's what he did. He, he, he picked up, he picked up this, 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 this leather, this leather uh, container, and he said this. He says, if I put, if I put new wine into this old wineskin? He said, it's going to break. He says, I've got to put new wine. Everybody say new wine. I've got to put new wine because new wine expands. I've got to put new wine into new wineskins. If I put new wine into old wineskins, in other words, if I, listen, when God wants to do something new in our life, he can't put it in our own framework of thought patterns. 
He, he can't just put it in your old believing and your old thinking. He says, no one puts new wine into old. God can't do new thoughts, new businesses, new ideas, new intimacy with Christ. He can't put that in old ways of thinking. He's got to put new stuff into new thinking because if not, it'll spill out because our old wine skins are brittle. Our, our old ways of thinking, our old ways of believing. God, and, and you, by the way, if you, I've been to the Middle East a bunch of times. You, you want to see how they make the, 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 the new wineskins, and there's a, there's a stretching of that. See, old, our old ways of thinking won't work. Our old ways of believing won't work. God is always desiring to stretch us, to expand us, to enlarge us personally. And corporately, I'm going to say a statement. It might kind of freak you out a little bit. All right, so I just want to I just want to say it because then I'm going to back it up with the Bible, so you don't just think it's my thought process or my, my philosophy. Do Do you know that you and I actually have to give God permission to increase us? You know that we can fight against. I, I'm talking about we can fight against. We can fight against God's increase by our own believing, and our own thinking. Do Do you know that that is a biblical concept? Pastor, time out. Jesus, I mean, come on, the creator, God's the, he can do anything he can, but he chooses to limit what he does in our lives by our belief. That actually goes back to the Old Testament. Pastor, time out. You're blowing my mind away. Are you telling me, wait, I want to get this straight. So you're telling me God's work in my life can be hindered by my belief. Yes, it can. Psalm 78, Old Testament. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and they what? Everybody said they did what? They limited the Holy One of Israel. Do you know Jesus one time went into this town and the Bible says he could do no mighty work there because, and he marveled. Jesus marveled because of what? Their unbelief. I don't want him to look at my life and go, Steve, man, I had such bigger plans for you, but you just wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't trust me. You were satisfied. You were complacent because you were tired of stretching. You were tired of growing. You were tired, of, you were tired of, of, of allowing me to stretch your thinking and your believing. You, you were tired of the press. I don't want that to be said about me. Matter of fact, Jesus, he actually, let me say it this way. If somebody had a thousand gallons of water and they wanted to give it to you, and you had one gallon to receive it, is the problem with the supply or the receiver? The problem's not with God. God's got a thousand. Mean, let me help everybody. He's got more than a thousand gallons. But we got to enlarge our receivers. Are y'all with me? We got to build our expectation. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And we've got to expand our expectations. Why? Because God's got a lot more to give us than we often are willing to receive. That's why Jesus said in Mark, here's what he said in Mark chapter nine. He says, be it unto you, be it unto you according to your faith. Mark 9, 20, or Matthew nine, according to your faith, let it be unto you. According to your faith, not according to my supply. He's got everything we need. But it's according to our faith. What is our faith? Our trust, what is that? Our, our willingness to, 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 to allow God to expand us. I'm talking today about allowing God to expand us both individually and corporately as a church. 
People come into church at King sometimes. I'm like, man, I tell you, I just, I want the pastor to give me a nice word every week. I like a, a nice worship service. But Pastor Steve is always talking about us reaching people and expanding and growing and flourishing. Honey, I think he's kind of serious about this. It's the Bible. Could you imagine the disciples in the book of Acts, you know? They go to one city. They have a couple of people say, that's enough. I had somebody said that one time, pastor, you know, like, 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 it seems like every year, you know, we're always doing things. We're doing building campaigns. We're always believing God. We're always having more baptisms. And there's like, oh, you know, what is this all about? I said, it's the great commission. Go in all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples, see your neighbors saved, your, your, your friends saved, your, your, your people at school saved. Well, this is what it's about. There's a reason why God didn't kill you after you got saved. He needs you. He needs you on this planet to be a voice for him. And he needs churches that'll, 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 that'll not settle and say, that's enough. Matter of fact, Tommy Barnett, who's one of, been one of my great mentors and pastored a great church for many, many, many years in Phoenix, one of the largest churches in America, and he's preached here. He actually did a men's night. Actually preached a couple of Mardi Gras ago here. Incredible man. And, and somebody came up to Pastor Tommy one time and said, Pastor, you know, I mean, when is church going to be, I mean, when is it going to be big enough? I mean, my gosh, I mean, after all, I mean, there's just so many people and, 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 and don't you think it's enough? And here's what he said. He says, well, I'll, I'll pray about it, but I really feel like, and, and this is what this lady said. She goes, listen, oh, by the way, pastor, Timmy's coming in from Arizona state next weekend and, and he's not safe. Can you do one more altar call? Can we, and, and, and pastor Tommy says, I think God just answered my prayer. As long as it's somebody that's important to us, we want to make sure the ark door is still open. Are y'all with me? As long as it's one of our kids, as long as it's somebody that's important to us, let me tell you, who are we to ever say we're closing the doors? That's enough. How many of y'all believe God wants us to grow, to flourish, and to reach people? There's a powerful story in 2 Kings chapter 4 where God is challenging a woman in her faith and her, and her thinking. He blows her mind. Every time there's a miracle in the Bible, there's not only a need, but there's somebody that believes that God can do something. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to the book of Kings, 2 Kings. It's in the Old Testament. And I want to talk to you about a powerful story in the Bible where a, a widow who witnessed firsthand a miracle when she obeyed. Remember what I said, that miracles happen when we obey and do what God's called us to do. We can't work the miracles, but we obey and we allow God to do the miracles in and around our lives, in and through our lives. Second Kings chapter four, verse one to six, one of the most powerful stories that I've seen of a miracle. The Bible says there was a woman, her husband had died. She didn't have enough money to pay her bills and the creditors were coming to take her sons. Again, in, in Bible times, often you'd work off your debts. Again, we understand that principle. You'd work off your debts. And so she was, she was concerned. Listen, her husband had died. She was in debt. And she was about to lose her two sons to have to go work off these debts. And the prophet of the Lord comes in town and speaks to her and gives her a word of how she can participate in a miracle. It's so powerful. So powerful. Second Kings chapter four, verse one through six. Look what the Bible says. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Remember, there's Elijah and Elisha. Elisha came after saying, your servant, my husband is dead. 
And you know that your servant feared the Lord. That's talking about her husband. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I want you to think about this. So she cries out to this man of God, I have a challenge. Remember, how do all miracles start? They start with a need. They start with a need. What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Look at verse three. Then, then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you, you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels. What? That little oil that she had. She was obeying what God was telling her. Pour that oil into those vessels and set aside the full ones. Verse five. So she went out from him and she shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. They went and got vessels and she poured it out. So they went and gathered all these vessels. And they've got them, they, 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 they now got all these vessels and she took this little oil, this little oil, because she was obeying what God told her to do. We're talking about how miracles happen. You're talking about blowing her faith, stretching her mindset. This sounds crazy, but I'm gonna obey God. I'm gonna take my little bit that God's given me and, and I'm gonna obey God. Wow. The Bible says, now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. I mean, she had this little oil and she's pouring it in. She's like, this is amazing. And she's pouring it in. This one's filled too. And, 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 and this one's filled too. This is amazing. God's blowing her mind. God was expanding her mind. This, this, was, this, was, this was blowing her away. Why? Because she was seeing a miracle before her eyes. Now watch this. Here's the key. Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, watch this. There's not another vessel so the oil ceased. In other words, the miracle was taking place and continued until there was no more vessels. What if she would have, what if she'd have backed up the Home Depot, man? I mean, I thought about this. If you knew that you could have as much oil as there was vessels, I mean, I bet you'd say, give me another chance. Come on, come on. Just give me another shot at it. If we really knew what God wanted to do in and through our lives, if we really, I, I don't believe we would, let me tell you, I don't believe any of us would shortchange God's ability to do the miracles. I wrote the prophet Elijah showed up at her house and told her to do something strange. It's strange. So let me tell you, don't, don't, don't tell me that it's always, it always makes sense when God tells you, go share Christ with this person or go do this or go write this or hey, go, go give this or go do this. And it's your thing. I mean, this, 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 this sounds crazy. I wrote down, it's our, the challenge is to not shortchange God, but even more so not to shortchange ourselves. This woman had to make room for God's increase in her life. She had, a, she had to cooperate. She was the one that determined how much, listen, I want to say this. She was the one that determined how much oil was multiplied. I want to say it again. She was the one 
that determined it based upon how many vessels she got. In other words, what if she would have gotten more? What if she would have allowed God? That? Please don't miss the spiritual principle. We are the ones. God has all the supply. Remember, he's got the thousand gallons. We've often got the one gallon to receive it. And, but, but if we will allow God, and God is, if we'll allow God to expand our receiver, and if we'll allow God to expand our thinking and expand our believing, where our faith actually can align at some level of what God wants to do. How many times do we short circuit it? How many times do we short circuit what God wants to do in our life? God's pressing you to start a new business, but you're like, well, I don't know, you know, and I heard about somebody else that did and didn't work out. So I'm not sure in the economy. Since when is God relegated to the economy? And I'm going to say that respectfully. Heaven's doing fine. <laughs> Isn't that right? We claim that promise. But we don't, we don't and I say this respect, we don't actually really think about, well, you know, God is, a, you know, God is able to do our, you know, God supplies all of my needs according to what? His and his, where are his riches? In heaven. It's doing fine. So if he's, a, that's, the, that's the thousand gallons. Are you with me? Come on, I'm really trying to help you guys in your life. Some of you think, well, you know, God, you know, and, and my family's always had this addiction. We've always had this problem. We've always been limited. No, no, we, we've got to break out, break it, break out, allow God to expand us to start a new thing, a new day. God wants to do it. Just like church. Well, I've been in a church, you know, every church I've ever been to had 200 people. They got mad at one another and then it just kind of shrunk because there's one family kind of controlled everybody and then everybody got mad. And all of a sudden we start preaching faith. He's like, man, he's really wanting us to believe something. I am. I'm trying to get this Bible to press you, to blast you out of your orbit of mediocrity and to blast you into what God has for you. This Bible, listen, this Bible is a press. It's a press to trust God, but not just to trust God for your salvation, but to trust God for your destiny. And for us to trust God for our destiny as a church. I said it last week, and we turned 19 years old last week. Isn't that cool? We can vote. We can do all kinds of stuff. 19. You know what I'm saying? Man, I feel like we're just getting started. I actually had somebody say, you know, pastor's going to turn 50. Things change in the past. Yeah, they get more fired up. They get more, I'm more excited about the future church. I'm more fired up. I'm more, I'm not, I'm not trying to go, no offense, buy a Winnebago to retire. Are y'all with me? I, I, I want us to build campuses. I want us to reach people. I'm so excited about that. The South Shore better get ready because Church of the King is coming in power. Are y'all with me? And I mean that. Oh, that's arrogance. That's not arrogance. That's called faith. That's called faith. That's called, man, we're excited about this. We've waited for this moment. We've waited for this moment. We're, we're not backing up. We're pushing in. Why? Because we're believing God. We're believing that God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. And God wants to do that in your life personally, in your family, in your, in, in your businesses, in, in, you, in what you're believing God for, whatever it is. Listen, when the, church, let me, when the boat rises, when the tide rises, all the boats should go up. God wants your own personal life to do well. He wants your business. He wants your family. That's why there's a spirit of faith in this church. I love when people say, Pastor, you know, it's amazing, man. God just, every, you're preaching. I know you're preaching about our church, but, but there's like something on the inside of me. And, and I stepped out one of those messages, Pastor, and, 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 and God's doing things. That's how it's supposed to work. 
We are all the family of God. We are collectively part of the body of Christ. You know, there's a great family in our church and, and, and a number of years ago, you're talking about when you'll trust God and you'll believe God and you'll stay faithful giving and you'll stay faithful giving out and sowing, you'll stay faithful in your thoughts. There was a, there was a family a number of years ago, they, 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 they were in the oil business and they went through a hard time like so many people and then they, they oil spill. I'll never forget. I was on the phone with them on a Friday. I said, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. This is horrible. This is crazy. And I, and, and, and I said, man, just stay in faith. God can use anything if you'll just trust him. He'll turn it around. I'm telling you, the God, God can do this. Six months later, he called and said, Pastor, it's the craziest thing in the world. The mo- what looked like the most negative thing in the world. And he, and he stayed faithful. He's a giver. He stayed in faith. And he, he says, that you won't believe this? What I thought was the worst thing in the world actually turned around and our company ended up getting the contract for the majority of the cleanup of the thing. How can God take a mess? Let me tell you, God can take any mess and make it your miracle if you'll trust him. Boy, that was good. I never thought of that. Are you with me? God can take a mess in your life personally. I'm not suggesting that, oh, well, let's go create a mess. Then God, no, no, no. But if it happens, <laughs> are y'all with me? God can do anything if we'll, tr- if we'll trust him. This guy one day was fishing on one side of the lake. And there's another guy fishing on the other side of the lake. And this guy's catching fish, but he saw the other guy across the lake. He'd catch these huge fish. And he kept throwing them back, kept throwing them back, kept throwing them back. He just kind of pulls up his little trolley motor, goes over and says, bro, can I ask you a question? Why, why do you, they're bass fish. Why, why do you keep, why, why do you keep throwing back all these fish? He says, I'll tell you, he says, I'm just, it's real simple. He says, I, you know, I just, I've got this incredible recipe that I cook these fish. And the problem is that my frying pan is only so big and I like cooking them whole. So the fish are bigger than my frying pan. Don't laugh. Sometimes we throw away what God wants to do in our lives because our frying pan thinking is smaller than what God wants to do. Are y'all with me? We've got to believe God. We've got to trust God. The Bible says that the oil ceased when the vessels were full and there was no more. Why not, like the widow, trust God with what you have? Trust God with your life. Trust God with whatever he's put in your hands. Like little Jimmy last week. And if you weren't here, man, I encourage you to get the message. I talked about the feeding of the 5,000, how Jesus took the loaves. Matter of fact, here it is. Jesus can only multiply what we put in our hands. Jesus can only multiply our obedience when we step out, when we step out. He wants to do miracles, but he does signs and wonders and miracles through those that will step out and trust him. She put, listen, just like Jimmy last weekend put the fish Jesus, you can take it. Here it is. Just in the same way, this woman gave that oil and said, sir, just, just however, however, however you want to multiply, whatever we put in the hands of God, God can multiply it. He can multiply our time, our talents, our treasure, our impact, but we got to trust him. We got to take what we've got, put it in his hands. When we do that, multiplication happens. It happens. Today, I'm going to ask you guys, Put what you've got in your hands, your oil, your fish, your bread, in the hands of Jesus and watch him multiply. I got to tell you, I, I am so excited about what I believe God is doing in our church, what God is doing in your lives, what God is doing in each one of our lives. It's so exciting. I'm so proud of what God is doing through every single one of you. I get the stories and the testimonies and 
You guys email, and I'm just like, this is incredible. Whether I run into somebody in the community, just incredible what God is doing. We've got to believe, we've got to believe God is a good God, and God wants to multiply our impact, multiply our influence, and multiply the kingdom of God in and through our lives. We believe that at Church of the King. But it happens when we trust him. And we put in, listen, we put what we've got in his hands. When we do that, multiplication happens. I'm going to ask everybody one last time. We said two weeks in a row I was going to be teaching and preaching. By the way, next weekend I'm starting a whole new series. I'm going to be here and uh, teaching. I know a lot of people start leaving for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be, be, be here, and, and we're very excited starting a new series. But before we do that, I wanted to one last time uh, on a Sunday, I wanted to talk about uh, this campaign and talk about the possibilities. I'm going to ask everybody uh, to take out two things out of their bulletin. Number one, I'm going to ask you to take out the pledge card. And number two, I'm going to ask you guys to take out, uh, we put your first gift offering envelope in there. Please, everybody stay with me. You're going to be out of plenty of time. The saints are playing away. You have nothing to do. All right. Matter of fact, that you're going to probably walk out of here five minutes early. All right. We usually go an hour and 10 minutes, no more an hour and 15. You'll probably walk out no less than hour, seven, hour and 10 minutes. All right. At this service. That's very important. Number one, at all of our campuses, I'm going to ask our South Shore and our Gulf Coast. By the way, you guys want to hear something amazing? Last weekend, with LSU playing on Saturday night, Alabama, and the Saints playing in the Dome, we had record attendance on the South Shore. Come on, can we, can we, for that weekend, for that weekend. Two buildings are coming very fast for you guys, okay? So stay in faith. So here's what we're doing. I want everybody to look at me. I've got 10 minutes, and I'm going to let everybody to go. Number one, what are we doing? What is beyond? We're finishing today our five-week series. Beyond was both a message series to challenge you in your faith, but it was also the name of our campaign, a 26-month campaign. What are we doing? We are raising, we have one campaign, everybody say beyond, but we have four different projects. I'm going to show you a picture one more time very quickly of this, four different things we're doing. We're raising money at all of our campuses to expand all the campuses. Number one, on the South Shore, we bought the Kenner uh, in the Esplanade Mall, the movie theater we are going to be doing. We're very excited, renovating a 40,000 square foot building. We are closing next month. We will start the 1st of January. Lord willing, we will be in. Here's our goal to be in the first week of November, which is the 20th anniversary of Church of the King. So next year, 20, come on, isn't that awesome? 20 years. So what we're doing here is uh, we're believing God uh, to raise resources for this. Number two, the second thing that's happening at the South Shore is we are starting, uh, I think, next month as well, uh, or the first of the year, I think it's in December, we're starting our renovations at our St. Charles campus. So we're going from 250 seats, which we currently have on West Napoleon uh, in Transcontinental, we're going from 250 seats to 1,200 seats in Kenner, 1,200 seats at St. Charles, 2,400 seats. That's a lot. We're adding 2,150 seats on the South Shore. So, so lots of, and here's what I know. Here's what I know. We've grown 2,000 people at Little Creek since we opened up this building. Every time we add a seat, God adds a soul. We've got to add the seat. I'm telling you, we've got to work with God in this, and then God, I'm telling you, it happens. So 
That's what's happening there. At the Little Creek Camp, or let me do Biloxi. We're excited about that. We're raising uh, resources here to expand our present facility. We're so excited. We've grown 33% the last year uh, at Biloxi, at that campus. Come on, this, the, the golf course. So excited. And then let me tell you about this. Stay with me. And then we've got our, our Little Creek campus right here at Little Creek. We're doing three things. Number one, we're raising resources to buy Chilco, which is right behind uh, this current building I'm preaching in. Number two, we're finishing out all of our property. We're so excited. So many things. Again, I don't want to rehearse everything I've talked about the last four weeks. And then we're also doing our huge sports complex for our lead. By the way, uh, our lead uh, internship, which is exploding. We're so excited about that. A full-blown college through Oral Roberts University here on our campus. Uh, so for the kids, for our community, we're so excited about all that God's doing in that. Uh, and so I think pull up the, the, four camp, the four things together. So Little Creek, uh, we're raising $4 million above our tithes and offerings over the next 26 months. All right. For the Gulf Coast campus, we're raising $1 million to expand that building over the next 26 months. Our West Esplanade, uh, we call it our West Esplanade campus. All right, we're raising $3 million over and above our regular tithes and offerings for the next 26 months. I wanted to qualify as well for this. Pastor Randy, two weeks ago, mentioned to me, says, it's a little confusing, the St. Charles campus. I want to qualify. I, I kind of made a mistake. We don't need $17.5 million. This is the total project cost. We have $10 million of that. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Isn't that awesome? That was my mistake. We're actually only raising seven and a half. That's important. Only seven and a half million dollars. And we're going to move in that building debt-free by the grace of God. We're so excited uh, about that. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask everybody to do two things. Number one, take out your pledge card. I'm going to ask everybody to participate. It's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice. Every single person, it doesn't matter what it is, the level that you do. Let me explain how the pledge works. I'm doing this one last time. Uh, and then we're starting a new series. I'll mention it during the offering times uh, a couple of times before the end of the year, but I'm not going through an explanation of this again. All right. So I'll, I'll mention it one last time. Uh, you can you, flip, flip over and do the chart. If somebody says, well, I want to give $89. Some people think weekly. Some people think monthly. Some people think I'm just going to give three. Here's the deal. Even though it's 26 months, there's actually three end of the year giving opportunities. Like right now, it's the end of the year. A lot of people give a lot at the end of the year, you know, because of business. Maybe you don't know what you make. Oh man, I'm going to wait till the end of the year. Well, there's actually the end of 18, 19 and 20. So that's what's so cool about this. So let's say somebody says, I, I want to give $89 a week. Flip that back onto the front. So here's how that works. If you want to put uh, weekly, $89. So what, how does that equal? It equals at the end, if you see that, pull that back to the other side, it equals a, a $10,000 gift. So 89, boom, boom, boom. Then you just put in a total of $10,000 uh, for, the, uh, for, for the, the 26 months. Or some people say, well, I'm going to give $192 a month. Well, that would total $5,000 over the course of 26 months. Some people May say, well, I want to give 25,000, 25,000, 20 at the end of the year. I just like, I'm just going to think in those chunks. I'm a business person. Then that would be $75,000 over the 26 months. You simply need to flip it over and fill that in uh, right here. By the way, we are giving Little Creek Campus. If you want to give towards St. Charles, you can do that uh, as well. And many, many of you, I will announce the totals 
in January because I recognize this is a season of giving. It's a season. Some people, again, maybe still out of church. They'll make a pledge in the next couple of weeks, but this is an opportunity for us to do so. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask everybody right now, flip over to this as well. I'm going to just talk just one minute. What is this? We're asking and believing for everybody if they're in a position financially, if they can give their first 20% by the end of the year towards their pledge. Any give, if you make a pledge, anything that goes in here will be against that pledge. Those of you that say, well, I'm just not in a pledge. Well, I'm gonna ask you to please give a gift as well. Why is that important? So that all four campuses can expand their facilities so that we can continue to fulfill the vision, all right? So I'm gonna take just two minutes here I'm going to ask us to go out, whether you are filling out your commitment card or whether you're giving a, what's called a first gift offer, let's just take two minutes and then I'm going to have everybody stand up and pray. The ushers are going to serve. Just give them about two minutes. All right. So let's fill this out. Holy Spirit, we thank you what you are doing in our lives individually. But God, also what you're doing corporately through Church of the King. This is your church. This church belongs to you and you have a big vision to use this church. We're not the only church. We are a part of what you're doing in this region. Reaching people for you. Seeing people made disciples in the kingdom of God. Raised up to make an impact with their lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would stretch each one of our faiths right now, God. That we would be part of something that's a true miracle in this Gulf Coast region. Lord, we love you. We honor you and we thank you. I'm going to ask our ushers to go ahead. Again, whether you have your pledge card or your first gift offering, you can place both in the offering. Then I'm going to have everybody stand after the ushers serve you guys. And then we'll kick off a new series next week. I'll let everybody know where we are. First of January. Ushers, go ahead and if you'll pass those buckets. I think the weather's changing at just the right time for our series next week. You don't, don't want to miss that. It's going to be a great, great time. Pray a blessing over you guys and our band's going to sing. Father, we're so grateful. Lord, right now I pray a blessing over your people. God, I pray that you would multiply what they put in your hands. That you'd multiply it, press down, shaking together, and running over. Luke 6, 36. You would bless them, prosper them, oh God. I thank you that you're using our lives as difference makers in your kingdom. Lord, bless them. Unexpected resources, Lord God. Miracles. Lord, I pray the favor of God upon their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said?